This episode is a bit long and different from the format I'm looking to take this podcast. Not so much focused on product design. It's a bit all over the place. Uh, that's because I recorded this about two years ago. I originally wasn't going to release it, but, you know, the hell with it. Especially considering that Oliver took time out of his day to chat with me and I had such a blast. It was actually around the time that I quit my job, started freelancing full-time. Scary times. So you kind of get a glimpse as to my state of mind around that time. Uh, audio kind of sucks, but I hope, uh, obviously, I get better the more I do this and the more serious I take the podcast. Enjoy. Morning this now. call is being recorded. Sounds good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man. So, really, just the, the premise of this. Just getting, uh, getting really, just getting, I've, I've been wanting to do a podcast mm-hmm. for some bit uh, some time now and uh like i've always had that like oh you know what you know it's like you know i'm, I'm only like two years into programming mm-hmm. um so it's like well what, you know, what the hell am i going to talk about but it's like you know what no fuck it like i'm sure that's like you know we, it's one of those things where i'm like well you know it's not only i think it's 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 a good idea because it's like all right cool even like beginners can pop in and 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 and, you know, hear this and uh, I'm sure we're going to, you know, share some sources and tools and, and uh, you know, what, what we've learned so far. Um, so, I, you know, I was just like, fuck it. It's not, I think it's, it's a good idea. You know, <laughs> it's like, totally. yeah. Yeah, I'm just going yeah, to do it. And um, not only that, but it's also like, you know, it's like, well, I also get to, uh, to, to interact with other programmers or designers or whatnot or whether it's beginners or more advanced levels, um, which is always good because it's always good to bounce off ideas. Because I don't know about you, but I pretty much like work solo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, me, me too, absolutely. All right, so sometimes it can, get, it can get a bit lonely. It's like, well, you know, let me shoot someone a message. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, so, you know, I thought it, was, it would just be cool. So, I mean, obviously – first episode is just really just a matter of uh, getting our feet wet just i was i wanted to make it short just because uh, you know i don't want to want it to be like daunting like uh an hour long or like mm-hmm. what we're gonna talk about but you know like i think we picked out pretty you know good three topics and just uh you know roll with the punches and, and see uh see how it goes actually let me set my timer just in case Mm-hmm. Give me a second here. One thirteen. It's it's uh you guys are the same time as us, right? Open watch. Yes. Thing? Yeah, same time zone. Cool. So I'm gonna put it in for for like twenty seven minutes, twenty minutes around there. That's okay. okay. Cool, man. Um, so yeah, dude. So we can just uh, jump right into the first topic. I know we had on here was pretty much like share a project that we're each working on. Mm-hmm. And I saw. I'm actually looking over the uh, the notes you you sent over. Uh, 
is it uh is it pronounced it Jekyll? Is that right? Jekyll yeah, pattern right. or mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, actually you know what? It's this is awesome because I've never I've heard of it here and there, but I have no clue like what uh, like what can you do with it or how it works. I kind of read up on it briefly. Yeah. But uh yeah, if you can share with us uh, you know, just the how it works or the basics, uh that'd be cool. Sure. Um, so I, Jekyll is basically a tool that builds fast, simple, secure websites. Um, so it's commonly known as a static website generator. Um, you basically take markdown files um, or any other sort of markup pattern. Uh, and then this uh, tool, which is written in uh, Ruby, will take that uh, added to some template files. Um, you can have data files for configuration and it outputs uh, an HTML website. Um, and when you want to serve this, you're basically just serving the static assets. So um, this is really different from how a content management system typically works, um, which usually has a database. Um, and, you know, like, I mean, if, if you take WordPress as an example, um, you know, it uses PHP on the back end and the uh, accesses a database. This is a lot simpler, um, has far fewer moving parts on the server itself. Um, and, you know, the reason why I use it, um, it's basically just, it's, it's a tool that I've become really familiar with, uh, you know, building really fast and minimal sites. Um, I just really enjoy using it. So um, that's what Jekyll is. Um, I mean, yeah, did, I love that was actually the first thing. Yeah, no, I was gonna say that's actually the first thing that popped into my head was like, like I'm, I'm thinking of WordPress, like, yep. oh, kind of, like, uh, kind of like a WordPress. But uh, have you have, actually have you used uh, WordPress at all before? Or? I have, yeah. So I, I worked on. Um, I, I I used to work in an organization uh, whose website was a WordPress site, and I've done I've done a couple uh, client projects uh, that are WordPress based. Right. What What are your thoughts on that? I'm like, I, I've used WordPress mm-hmm. uh, very briefly, um, but it's like I don't know. <laughs> I guess because I haven't used it as much, it's like one of those things where it's like I prefer Ruby on Rails so much more. But yes. then it's like, well, I mean, I it's kind of like one of those like can't really have that strong opinion on it because I haven't used it much. Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> Well, so what are, I what are, a, yeah, like, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> I have a kind of biased perspective on this. Um, okay. I, I'm a bit anti-WordPress myself as well. Um, I mean, I think it's a it's a great tool for a lot of tasks, um, but uh, just the configuration and, and design of it is is not something that I've enjoyed at all. Um, I mean, I don't know a lot of PHP, so that's part of where my bias com- comes in. I, I haven't taken... Um, you know, I haven't, I haven't done things like designed a WordPress theme from scratch. So, you know, uh, but from my perspective, like having worked with, um, a number of other content management systems and static site generators as well, uh, I've, I'm sort of leaning not, not so much away from content management systems in general, but, um, using them only when the, the task requires it. So I, I don't think every website needs to have a content management system behind it. Um, and I don't think that every task that requires a content management system that WordPress is a, the best possible tool for it. I, I don't think it's necessarily like the best, the best place to start necessarily for, for a website just because it's commonly used. Um, I know that Chris Coyer of CSS Tricks has, has written a lot of, uh, really interesting things talking about like reasons why WordPress is great. And 
I mean, if, if, if you're looking for like the other side of that, of, of that uh, debate, I think reading what he's written is, is really, really great. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, reading about like the, from the perspective of someone who uses WordPress every single day, like what it is that is, is so appealing about it. Um, but for me, like hmm. I've, I've been really leaning towards, uh, towards Jekyll a lot lately, just because, uh, you know, the, the level of complexity for getting a site published quickly is it's, it's down to just a few minutes of configuration at this point for me, which, you know, I'm, I'm using really simple tools to deploy it. Um, I'm using really cheap, uh, hosting methods as well. Um, that just the level of complexity is you can, you can get it really simple and minimal with, uh, static site generators. And that's one, one of the reasons why it would, why it appeals for me. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I think I'm going to, going to check it out definitely and try to mess around with it. Cause it sounds, it sounds really interesting actually, like the way you put it, something where it's like, you can get a lot running, uh, with it. And, um, you know, in very little time, or with with as uh, not as much complexity, which is sounds pretty cool. So I'm definitely gonna check it out. And it's so, funny because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I was wondering. So you're using Ruby on Rails, uh, yep, for your projects. Um, mm-hmm. So are you are you using content management systems, or like how are you getting most of your projects started? Like, what's your, what's your method? Yeah, so it's uh, it's really just all uh, yeah, it's. it's it's really all just Ruby on Rails, um, not using any sort of like content management system. Uh, so it's all really like from scratch. I obviously, you know, with with Ruby with Ruby on Rails, uh, there's just so many gems uh, out there for it, which help out so much uh, mm-hmm. and just take away, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, you know the complexities for something as it's it's still one of those things where it just depends what gem you hit like some gems are not too well documented so mm-hmm. you definitely you know, hit it like like with everything you hit a you know a brick wall or whatnot but um that's that's one thing that it has which is great all the gems uh so for, you know have you uh, use it at all by any chance? Or? Um, I haven't used Rails, but uh, Jekyll is no. actually okay. extensible with uh, with Ruby gems as well. So, um, like if you nice. if you okay. want to if you want to use more than just the the default functionality that Jekyll has built in, you could write your own Ruby plugin, or you could uh, you could just include a gem and um, you know have that be part of uh, your Jekyll build process. So that kind of thing is actually built into Jekyll as well, which is really nice. <clears throat> So could you use uh, like you can use? Uh, I'm just throwing this out there. Right now. Sure. Uh, so you can use uh, like Rails for the backend and then integrate Jekyll on it for. Um, so you wouldn't typically, um, but like you could use a Rails gem in a Jekyll project if it was configured properly. So for example, if you wanted to use Rails hmm. Auto Prefixer um, for, for, you know, for, uh, taking your CSS and adding prefixes, uh, to it, you know, vendor prefixes for browser compatibility, you could, uh, include that gem and use it as long as it's been configured appropriately, you could, um, but Jekyll is kind of a, it's sort of a self-contained thing and it's, it's sort of a little bit more minimal. So you, you're not, you're not sort of, uh, like you're basically running Jekyll from the command line to build your site. And then you're just deploying those, the static, uh, HTML and other assets uh, to a server. So it's kind oh, of a different it, philosophy it's, from Rails. 
Okay. Yeah, it's um, it's funny like going back to the uh, to WordPress. I remember like <clears throat> I worked with uh, with someone who had an up like they already had an up and running site on mm-hmm. WordPress, and I briefly touched WordPress before. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, so I'm like. Uh, so <laughs> as I go into it and it's just like dude it's, the point is like not to say like I'm the best or anything but it's just like you know it, however it was worked on before it was just so bad like it was just so yeah. much content that's, like, that's actually that's actually one of the things that I really just like about WordPress I feel like a lot of the conventions <laughs> around how WordPress is built lead to sort of less than uh, less than professional development. So you end up with a lot of really hacky stuff. And I don't know how much of that is in WordPress core, but a lot of themes and a lot of plugins that are built for WordPress are, I mean, if you're choosing one, you have to really choose carefully because a lot of them are, um, you know, they're not maintained with the same sort of level. Like I mean, some of them are open source. Uh, some of them are professionally produced, you know, and, and sold commercially, but it's, it's a really mixed bag and um, it's not, I'm not saying that that's a reason not to use WordPress, but it's definitely something that I think makes it a little bit more difficult to, to use. Like the, um, it's something that definitely didn't appeal to it about me when I was, uh, to me when I was working on WordPress. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's one of those things where I even like, I was like, dude, like, let me just start from scratch. <laughs> and, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he was like, well, uh, I don't want to get charged more. I'm like, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I if someone, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if someone gave me a new or gave me an existing WordPress site and said, can you maintain this? I would definitely steer them towards, uh, considering at least changing to a platform that would, might work better for them. Whether, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily steer them towards Jekyll. Um, I mean, unless it was appropriate for the project, but, uh, I would I would definitely consider <laughs> moving them away from WordPress at least if I'm if I'm the one working on it and they're the one maintaining it in the long run. Right, right. Yeah, and I think it's like you know not not to be down WordPress again. I can't mm-hmm. say I can't I can't have a, a, a an opinion on WordPress because you know for me personally it was like I, what I can say is uh, when I started WordPress or, or to dig into WordPress mm-hmm. I had never done Ruby on Rails. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I dug into it, uh, and then, you know, briefly, and then I discovered Ruby on Rails and just the feelings, like, I, I, it's funny, but like, I clearly remember like, holy shit, for <laughs> Ruby on Rails, that, that was like my initial thought. And then for WordPress, I was like, oh, this is cool. So it, it was like, one of those, <laughs> it was like, I, like, you know, I guess I just fell in love with, with Rails, like, you know, the first time I, I even like started using it. Right. Uh, contrary to WordPress, where it's like, oh, this is cool, but it wasn't like that emotional. And yeah, I'm sure there's people out there that just, you know, they love WordPress and they're mm-hmm. amazing at it, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's been around for a long time, dude. And it's like one of those things where even to this, I, even to this day, like as I'm looking at, uh, like, you know, you know, job prospects or, mm-hmm. or like who, what, what's out there in the market, who's hiring. I see a lot of like looking for a WordPress developer, looking for a WordPress yep. developer. And I was like, what? That is, well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so, a huge, it's a huge amount of websites. I mean, uh, I, I don't know what the exact statistics are, but it's, 
it's something in the neighborhood of like 20% of websites or some, it's, it's some really, really large number of uh, websites. I'll have to find the exact statistics, but it's, it's like, it's a huge amount of, of sites that are content, content oriented. Um, that is to say, you know, like blogs and, um, e-commerce sites and things like that. Right. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I am guarantee there's some badass like WordPress developers out there and sites yep. and, and whatnot. It's just, for me, it was like, I don't, I don't know. I just fell in love with Ruby on Rails. and was like, oh, all right, going there. Uh, but yeah, that, um, so, you know, so that's cool. I'm, I'm glad you share that with uh, Jack. I want to definitely, and you said the, the uh, you mentioned Chris Collier. Um, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, Chris Collier of CSS Tricks uh, wrote this okay. uh, like pretty recently, actually, about, I mean, so this guy loves absolutely loves WordPress um, and uses it for the CSS Trick site, which is a huge site. I mean, it's got like it's got millions of visitors. I mean, it's it's like a really really big um, uh, resource for front end developers. And um, yeah, I mean, he, he absolutely loves it and uh, has has written like some some really compelling um, you know a really compelling defense of it. And it's not even it's not the most popular opinion. You know, I mean, a lot of people use it because it's the tool at hand. He uses it because he enjoys every aspect of, of working with it. It sort of fits his worldview. Right. Um, and that's kind of, it sounds like that's how, how you feel with, with, uh, with, with Ruby. I mean, or Ruby on rails. I mean, I, I think that's the, um, that's part of it. it. Like we do get these uh, emotional attachments to the, our tools and the things that we, we work with, um, you know, things that match the way that we think or, or, um, you know, the way that we like working that the logic of, of how we approach, problems or how we want to solve those problems yeah definitely definitely agree with you on that one i i, I remember it was uh i forgot where i think it was on um this other podcast uh you're very familiar with too uh does not compute I think it was. Oh, yeah yeah i think yeah i think it does, does not compute mm-hmm. on uh spec.fm um they, they i remember them mentioning something which it's like makes 100 percent sense it's like well you know don't think if that's what if that's the tool that you like using then go for it like you know don't yeah. don't uh just don't feel discouraged because of whatever someone may say or whatever it might whatever right. it might be if that tool works for you you love it that's the whole point of it like you're doing this because you you're you know you love it you're passionate about it so yeah um definitely uh definitely a good point definitely um but yes yeah, so i think we were let's and we're on that topic. We can move. Oh, well, well just really quickly on the, cause I know we're going to share each share a project that we're working on. Mm-hmm. So one project that, uh, that I'm working on is, uh, is scribe. Uh, scribe is just really, uh, the whole, so the whole idea of scribe is scribe.link was, uh, I, I, I've been using drafting for, Oh yeah, uh, me too. Oh, I love it, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's a great tool. <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, it's it's a great tool. I'm like a total fanboy of it. Um, and it's funny because it's not like a tool a lot of people uh, – well, I mean, when I say a lot of people, it's like when I mention it to someone, it's like, what? And I'm like, well, it's cool. You get, you're going to like it. Here's the link. <laughs> so it's yeah. like um, – and I like uh, – I think his name is Nathan or Nate. Ken, Cantony, I'm probably butchering that, but the the developer of the of the tool, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I've, I've read his blog post. Super cool dude as well, as far as like from his blog posts and just the way uh, he carries himself. 
Yeah, it's, uh, that's a that's a one man project. I think uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, that's what I was just so. I guess that's what even drove me even more into it. It's a one man project, so it's like wow, that's insane. You know, like yeah. it's really. It's crisp, dude. Like, well, you know, it, you use it. Yeah. Well, so um, I mean, if if, any, if anyone's wondering what draft drafting is, it's it's a markdown mm-hmm. collaborative tool. So you have text, and you can send drafts on to someone else to review or, or look at. Um, I, I've used it a little exactly. bit. Um, I, I it's actually I've, I've been using it since the tool editorially shut down. Um, which was my favorite collaboration tool for you know like proofreading and and collaborative editing. Um, before that, I was using Google Docs, but this is like it's in Markdown, which is great, and it is just it's an excellent tool. Yeah, it's 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 great. I'm gonna link to it also on the show notes. Put it cool. on there. So yeah, it's it's definitely awesome. Um, so inspired by that, just the design. Even um, he, he, I'm gonna link it too as well. He he has an amazing blog post about. Uh, coming up with drafting and just uh, you know writing drafting, uh, which I'll link to it. I, I forgot the the exact name of the uh, blog post, but it, it is the the way he writes it. It's like very uh, like he's giving credit to a lot of people. He's just pretty much saying you know I took a few designs from here, a few a few uh, designs from over there. I had an idea of what I wanted. It's just really cool uh, how he. He broke it down and was able to come up with something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, Soto is another um, is another uh, web app by uh, Dustin Curtis as well. Yeah. Um, I, I personally, I don't, I've never used it, uh, but I've, I've seen blog posts from from obviously people who who do use it. Uh, I, I remember Dustin also put out a blog post uh, talking about his, uh, you know, the idea behind Sato, how he created right. the design, the logos. So just, just those two things really inspired me. I'm like, you know what? I, I want to design uh, not necessarily something like that, but just um, in my head, it's like I wanted, I'm very inspired by these two people and these two folks that are their apps or whatnot. At the same time, I also want to progress and learn I'm like, you know what? I'm going to build something that I can wrap my head around that can kind of, uh, you know, feed off of from these two other apps. Uh, still have my personal touch to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the plan is like, you know, every, well, yeah, every week to work on one new feature that I can, you know, uh, roll out. Again, it's it's also... You know, it's it's a benefit to me as well because I'm, I'm it's like okay you know I have this product uh, every week I have a goal to release one new feature um, so so yeah I mean you know long story short uh, as of right now scribe all it is is it's really just you know you, a, a, you create uh, like documents or you you, know, you write whatever it whatever it is you want to write an essay mm-hmm. notes whatever it is you want to use it for. Uh, but you know, again, the premise of it is to, is to dumb it down, to, to make it look really crisp, simple, um, and just influenced by these two, these two other apps, um, that I, you know, that, that I mentioned, um, one of, uh, w- one of the tools where one of the features I released last week was autosave on, um, <clears throat> as you're typing in, uh, nice. which I've never done before. Yeah. So I'd never done it before. I was just like, well, I, 
I know Drafton has it, which is super badass. Is one of like the things that I love about it. I remember I know Google Docs has it as well. I'm sure there's other apps that have it, but those are like the two that came up to mind. Mm-hmm. And like I, I really like that feature because it's like you know again it's uh, you know clutter free writing. It's one less thing on the page. You don't have a, a save button on the page. So I worked on it <laughs> literally like I don't know like two or three days last week, dude. It was like you know. Digging into Ajax, uh, and, and you know Ajax. It's for those of you who don't know. It's just it's a it's a JavaScript library that works uh, with with Rails, Ruby and Rails as well. Uh, and it was also digging into some JavaScript uh, as well to try and um, try and figure this one out. So yeah, lots of uh, lots of caffeine and <laughs> emotional breakdowns later. <laughs> I, uh, I was I was able to. Uh, to release it um so that was um you know obviously it felt felt pretty good so Great. yeah that's that so what what are you what are you using to uh, to build it like what technology yeah so it's it's all it's all ruby and rails so the mm-hmm. entire stack it's everything's uh you know back end is all ruby and rails um uh so you know with, right now like the 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 other technologies technologies that I implemented pretty much have been just AJAX and some JavaScript for that um, for that um, you know for the autosave. Um, also, well, this week I actually released actually uh, did uh, I put into it search so that you know every you're, you're able to search through uh, your writings and just you know narrow it down to a particular topic that you wrote somewhere or whatnot. So you, you know, mm-hmm. type in in the search. Uh, for that, I'm, I'm using um, Elast. I think it's called Elastic Gem or Elastic, something with Elastic. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll link to it in, in the show notes. Uh, but super apparently, like what I'm doing is just like you know, like very basic compared to like the power that that thing has. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to like search and filters and everything, everything else, I, I think it's called Elastic. But I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, and along with Elastic is a is a, a gem called Search Kick, which uh, which helps which helps out in, in getting that uh, search field pretty much uh, up nice. and running. Yep, I'm glad. Uh, so yeah, cool. We got that first topic. Cool, man. Uh, we also have on here daily routines for work. Um, I don't know if you want to start. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so for me, like right now, uh, I'm working at home freelance. Uh, yep. So some of the things that uh, that I'm doing to sort of stay focused and, you know, I mean, it can be pretty hard to stay focused when you're at home. Um, you know, it, it's not always the best work environment necessarily. Um, so it's good to have, uh, you know, things that you come back to and, uh, things that, uh, things that work consistently. Um, so, you know, I mean, some of the things that I, that I try to do is to sort of balance my, like things that I'm, I'm doing on the side, uh, of, of my work that sort of influence my work. So, you know, I make sure that I take a walk, you know, either in the middle of the day or at least to start out with in the morning, just to sort of clear my head. Uh, I usually go for a walk with my dog, um, And that is really, really important. I mean, I know like one of the things that I do get into a zone when I'm working and it's really important to get out of that at least sometimes, 
at least sometimes. Um, so that's pretty important. Um, I usually start the day with, uh, some loose leaf black tea as well. So, uh, that's something that, um, I usually have a few cups of tea during the day. Um, and that is, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a caffeine addict, uh, but you know, I definitely, um, it definitely does, does help. And it's sort of, uh, sort of nice to, to, uh, to sort of do that instead of snacks or, or, or whole meal, um, while I'm working. Um, yeah, I, I saw you mentioned, uh, it's funny you mentioned the black tea. I actually just bought like some black tea last week. Nice. I'm like, well, you're, you know, you're into coffee, right? So much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I drink so much coffee. Like, you know what? Let me just switch it up and drink <laughs> some tea. I'm not a big tea. I've never been a big tea guy, but yeah, yeah I was like, well, let me, let me give it a try. It's pretty good. I like it. That's that's cool. Yeah, I, so I've um, I've English roots, so um, I, nice. I sort of grew up around a lot of black tea <laughs> with with milk and sugar. So uh, that's nice. that's uh, sort of part of my routine. Um, so some other things that I love to do. I, I mean, I have a pretty like to use. So I'm I'm doing like a lot of the website stuff. Uh, a lot of the website stuff I'm working on. Um, requires really just a text editor for the most part. So, um, I use Adam, um, as my text editor and I have a lot of my workflow built around, um, things, things that I can do in Adam. I've even, I'm even experimenting with, um, having my command line, which I use a lot, um, in Adam. So there's this really neat, uh, plugin that just sort of has a built in command line that you can use, uh, which I guess is written in node. It's just an extension for Adam. So just pulling up a single command lets me, uh, lets me, have access to, you know, like if I want to do Jekyll serve and take a look at my website, I can do that without leaving my text editor, which is really great. Um, so I'm I'm using that a lot. Um, I also, I use GitHub for a lot of my projects. So I, I'm right now I'm using the GitHub app, um, which is just a nice way to visualize my projects. Um, I mean, I use Git, Git on the command line um, a lot too, but using the GitHub app has actually been really good for me. And I do a lot of like my task management and figuring out what I want to focus on using GitHub issues and milestones, both for personal projects and for side projects when, when they're available. Um, that was uh, the alarm just went off. <laughs> That's cool. We can, we can definitely keep going. Yep. Um, so, you know, and I'm using, uh, I'm using Markdown a lot for my notes and it just so happens that Markdown is also the input, uh, uh, language for, uh, a lot of the websites that I work on. So having my notes and, you know, a lot, you know, anything that I'm working on in that same format, uh, is really great. And Markdown translates to HTML. So, um, so I'm using IA writer a lot for, um, for writing my notes. Um, so like any project that I'm working on. Usually I have like a running notes file um, or a few note files, um, which works pretty well. I'm also using OmniFocus for task management. So using that like small set of tools, um, it's not, it's not that many tools uh, for, you know, for the projects that I'm, that I'm working on, but it covers a lot of the bases. Um, so that's, that, that's kind of my, my tool set. I'm also really trying to figure out like how to best focus at different hours of the day. Um, I've been working at night, which is, the time that I work the best, but the problem is if you are working late at night, yeah. What's up? Hey, are you there?
Well, I've been sitting here all day I've been sitting in this waiting room And I've been waiting on my friends Yes, I... Hey, hey there. Hey, that was so weird. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what nope. in the world happened. That was, no I guess it was my end. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I mean, I, I heard you say my name and then, then it seemed to drop off, but... Oh, okay. Sorry about that. You, I know I... Just... I, I, I yeah, I last heard uh, you were talking about uh, you're trying to figure out when to be more productive. Uh, yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'll start back there. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out like the best times of day to work. Um, I'm most productive late at night, but the problem is that can be really disruptive to my sleep. So I'm trying to figure out ways to make sure that I'm as productive during the day. You know, a, you know trying to schedule that out. Um, right. And, you know, I, I'm having some success with that. Um, you know, I, I think I think the the real challenge is when when I'm working late at night, I can keep working in that focus state for a long time until basically until I get exhausted. But it's not always the healthiest thing to do. So I'm trying to figure out how to make sure that I'm as productive at, at any given hour. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 interesting. You um, brought that up. I'm pretty sure a lot of people like struggle with that too, like finding their right, you know, the right time to. Mm-hmm. where they're most uh, you know when they're most productive i know some people are like super like morning people and they're like you know productive as hell in the morning and then mm-hmm. by like three o'clock they just start to shut off yeah. uh, and then there's you know other people who are like crazy productive at night so yeah that's one of those um i guess you know for, for me it's it's um yeah i i you know what like i can tell you right now like for me i literally wake up like it's you know at seven well i have you know uh, a four-year-old daughter as well uh so it's like you know you're, you're gonna be up regardless uh super right. early there's no there's no sleeping uh <laughs> but uh it's like you know I wake up early and then you know i'm like you know you know on the computer just pounding away and it's like i i i'll take my um like I'll take my my stops, you know. Like for example, well, let me let me backtrack. So for example, on and the reason I do this is because I personally I feel like there's days uh, that I'm just like fuck, you know, like I don't want to do this, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> shit. Uh, and I'm sure everyone has those days. Yeah. But uh, I try to av- not avoid them, but I try to like know that they're gonna come up. And, uh, like for example, so on typically on Sundays, what I like to do is like, I'll schedule my week out right? and like, you know, for the entire week, like I'll have <clears throat> like each set of time, like each block of time set, you know, set for, uh, you know, coding, uh, if I need to jump on a call or whatever it might be. But I, the reason I do that is cause like, it's one of the, one of those things where I, I do it once during that week and then throughout the entire week is like i don't even need to like work the premise of it is i don't have to worry about it like or even like so i know today's monday i look at my schedule my calendar okay well i have this in the calendar so i I gotta do it like doesn't matter how i feel you know it's like it's so i guess that that just helps me prevent or uh like any sort of like oh what what am i gonna do today you know like Mm -hmm uh procrastination or just like oh well i don't know what i'm do so i guess i'm just gonna not do this today and just leave it for tomorrow 
so that the I guess the way I, I the way I do it is, is so that it's like I guess kind of like forced or not even forced. It's like it's well, it's on the calendar. So all right, that's next. Right. You know. So, uh, but yeah, I, you know that's I guess that's one way for me to try and be as productive as I can, and and try and uh, you know realize well, yeah, I'm gonna have those days where I don't want to do something, and if I don't have anything in the calendar, most likely I'm not gonna do something like you know, or I'm gonna push it off for the next day, or right. just avoid that. Um, as you can say, like that cognitive load of like, oh well, let me think today what I'm gonna do. So I, I try to get it all in one day on Sunday. So that, that, that's been working out for me pretty well. Cool. Yeah. The, the, your method kind of sounds like, I, I think some people have talked about time blocking um, as, as a method for doing it, you know, saying that they're going to spend exactly this amount of time at minimum working on this, this aspect. And by sort of compelling themselves and writing it down and saying, I'm going to do it at this time uh, that can help um, with, uh, with, with structuring their time and, and how they approach it. I, I found that for me, that's really difficult to do. <laughs> it's not that I, I can't do that, but um, I mean, it's, it definitely takes, it takes a lot of, uh, <laughs> of sort of fortitude to say like, I'm going to do it this way um, against, against whatever else I feel about a project. Um, so, I mean, it's, that sounds great. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it, yeah, it definitely wasn't something that came easy. <laughs> it took me, uh, yeah, it, it took me some time to kind of like, all right, get in a groove and be like strict on, like, just like you know, strict on myself as far as okay, it's Sunday, right. so I know I need to plan my shit for the week. Uh, but uh, it, it definitely, definitely took me some time to to get that together. Uh, actually, um, uh, who was it? I think it was uh, e- shit. No. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, CEO of Twitter. Um, for his name, damn it. Well, Jack Dorsey. There you go, Jack Dorsey. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. So I remember reading, and I'll, I'll try to link it up on the show notes as well. They had a pretty good uh, interview or, or article or whatnot about his uh, his uh, the way he manages his time. And uh, it's insane because that dude runs two public companies. So it's like, Jesus Christ. Like you're literally – like it's, it's a handful. I mean just I – mean, I, I hear people just like CEOs of one public company and they're like, oh, you know, it's, it's insane. It's hard, hard work. It's like I cannot imagine being CEO of two public companies. Um, but he had – so they interviewed him and he had a great uh, – or, or an article – of how he manages his time. Uh, and, and it's actually where I got that, uh, you know, take Sunday and kind of uh, reflect on the week and, and, and see, you know, schedule your, your days or your time in blocks of times. Um, so pretty much for him, how he does it, and I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, I'm probably butchering it, but the premise of it is like he'll – you know, he'll be like, okay, Monday is only product. So I'm only focused mm-hmm. on product uh, at both companies. So I guess he, like, spends, like, uh, you know, like 8 a.m. to, I don't know, 3 p.m. or something like that uh, on Twitter and then from 3 p.m. and on to Square. Uh, same premise, only product. And, uh, and then, like, for example, Tuesday, okay, Tuesday is only going to be 
marketing. I'm only focused on marketing. Uh, and that's his whole focus for the entire day, just marketing for both, for both, um, for both companies. And what, what he says on there and, uh, it's, it's how I feel. It's like, uh, you know, you, you know, this, this is what you have on your, on your schedule. This is what's mm-hmm. blocked off. So whatever other interruptions come your way, it's like, okay, you're right. Like you're, you know, interruptions are going to come. It, that's just, it happens, mm-hmm. but it, it, it allows you to be like, okay, you acknowledge it. The interruption happened, but it's product day. I need to get back and focus on product. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool, it's an interesting article. I'm going to link, link to it um, in the show notes here, but yeah. Neat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I found that uh, OmniFocus as a tool is basically built around that kind of focusing where you can hmm. block off projects and um also, you can set really defined schedules. So, like, if you wanted to get as granular as the hours of a day that you're going to be working on something, you can do that with OmniFocus. It's basically built around this idea of in this sort of getting things done philosophy where you add things to your inbox to just write them down and you just, you know, you have a task that needs to get done or have a project that needs to be worked on. And then you sort them by projects. And, you know, you can get, again, you can get a lot more granular than that with the project with you know a particular project or a particular task but um it's sort of like one of these sort of professional type uh task management tools that lets you be really specific in terms of what you're working on um i found that to be really um a great tool for me sometimes i put it down for, for a month or so you know i don't <laughs> i don't uh you know i don't use it as as efficiently as i could um, but it has been an overall really effective tool for, for me. Um, I, I had a, uh, job that I was working on a few months ago and it was absolutely essential for keeping me on task because I would basically just add things. And just by the fact, just because I was writing them down, because I was accounting for what I was working on, um, it helped me be a little bit more responsible in making sure that I delivered things on time to people and that I, um, sort of took a project seriously. And I, you know, I could, I could do something like say, I'm only going to work on these tasks today and then hold myself responsible for them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely sympathetic to that, that kind of, uh, workflow. I think it can really work for someone. Nice. And it's called the uh, OmniFocus. Yeah. OmniFocus. Um, is there, it's a, is there like a subscription? Uh, um, it's a single purchase app. Uh, but okay. it's single purchase per platform. So it's available for iPad and, um, well, actually it's for available, available for iOS in general. Um, and nice. it's also available on, on Mac. Um, and yeah, Omni group has been making these sorts of apps for a while. Um, these sort of productivity focused apps, um, I mean, the, the only thing, the thing with OmniFocus, though, is that it's really built around a single individual workflow. So it's for assigning yourself mm-hmm. tasks. It's a little different okay. from things like GitHub issues, which are really open-ended and really collaborative. This is, like, not open-ended. It's very specific, and it's very, you know, it's, it's about driving yourself to do things. Um, right. Kind of the way that you were talking about. Hmm. Pretty cool, pretty cool. We'll also link to that. Put that on there. Awesome, man. So uh, our last topic. Um, cool. So we, we're going to go ahead and, uh, share one tool, learning resource, et cetera, that we're excited about. I mean, it could be, it's pretty much anything from what we've used or what we're going to use or what we've seen or whatnot. 
uh, I guess I can start and just uh, I and I'll link to this as well. Um, <clears throat> there's a there's this pretty dope Twitch uh, uh, screencast screencast uh, made by the people at Spec.fm. Uh, I think it's Bryn. I'm going to butcher their names, but uh, they pretty much, so they pretty much made a screencast uh, about an hour long and it's up on twitch.com where they go over just pretty much like project after project after project or not even like people would like, for example, like I would go and submit, you know, Hey, can you guys, uh, help me with this this is what i have as far as the design what do you guys think so pretty much breaking down each project going over it what's good about it what's not good about it what can what can be improved um and again you know spec.fm it's it's one of the guys i think it's bryn is, is that right yeah bryn jackson. Brian, i don't know bryn jackson right i uh, think it is yeah yeah right i think so super knowledgeable dude i mean he's awesome um uh, I forgot the other dude's name too. That's that's with him in this screencast. Uh, but I mean, for anyone, even even like if you're not, um, I, you know, regardless if you're a programmer, and especially if you're a designer, it's an mm-hmm. awesome screencast, dude. Because it's like me personally, I I love doing both. It's just I, you know, I can't explain. It. I just you know, so I know some people are like, no, I only I only do. You know, back end. That's it. That's all I do. What do you uh, What do you consider yourself? Do you, do you call yourself a designer, or a programmer, or a developer? Uh dude, I'm like I don't know, <laughs> I'm like a hybrid or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I you know it's like I just do. I honestly love like both, man. Like it's just, that's great. You know, it's hard to even for me. It's like hard to choose. Like, all right, which one do you like better? It's like I love both of them. Like it's just. I don't know, it's like one of the things you just naturally, you just feel, like you can talk to me about design and you can talk to me about programming and I'll be like a little girl, like, oh my God, like, you know, just like, <laughs> like, like it's just, I love it, you know? Um, but yes, yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I guess you would consider that, I mean, I know there's people who say, you know, like full stack developer or mm-hmm. full stack and full stack uh, developer and designer. So I don't know. But uh yeah, so I mean, it's just it's a really good it's a really good uh, screencast that they have, man. And they go down. I know I can I can share two things that really stuck with me, uh, and I never even thought about this before. Uh, like I, I remember Bryn mentioning how he, he there was a design on there, a logo that he absolutely loved, and it had more than one image. Mm-hmm. And typically, like you know, you take a logo and it has like just. You know, just one image, right? I mean, that I, that's just, you know, I think of a logo as like, I'm, I'm, you tell me, oh, picture a logo, okay. I'm drawing out like one image, right? I'm drawing out like one thing or whatnot. And there was this logo that had like multiple images in it. And it was just so rad. And I was like, holy shit, that's, I never even thought about that. That's pretty cool. Like you can have more than one image in your logo. It's hard to do, but done right, it, it comes out, you know, awesome. Um, so that's one key takeaway from it. Uh, second key takeaway from it. No, I had two. Oh, fonts. Um, Whitney font. That's a pretty, like I've never 
you probably used it before, but I, I've never, um, or I've probably seen or used it. I just never, you know, knew the ex- the exact name for it. Uh, mm-hmm. But the Whitney font is pretty damn cool, man. Um, I don't know. It just it looks pretty smooth. Just flows good. Or like uh, as you're even like for your on your eyes for reading or whatnot. Um, and uh, so that that's one. Actually, that's a font that I want to implement on Scribe because I, I really I really liked it once I saw it on the on the on the screencast. Um, so yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying that's neat. Uh, I I don't think I've run into that one. I'll, I'll have to check out the uh, the cast. Yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's super dope, man. You'll you'll love it. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'll I'll put a link to it too. Um, second thing that I'm excited about is actually there's this. <laughs> it's funny because I, I got the probably got like the I probably saw the email like maybe three days ago or whatnot. Um, so you Udemy, which is uh, an online, um, yeah, they have like different courses online or whatnot. Uh, you know, anything from like design, programming, a bunch of other different things. Um, so there's this one dude. Forgot his name. I believe his name is Jonathan Anu. Anu. I probably butchered that. Um, but he he pretty much came out with this course. Uh, it's <laughs> it's pretty ballsy because it's like you know it's like all right you know eight apps in thirty days. I'm like what? <laughs> that is pretty. <laughs> like that is nuts. So I'm excited. I'm gonna take it just to see like. All right, how how can we do this in thirty days? Like, I wonder how uh, technical it gets. Or I, you know, I don't think I can um, do one app in thirty days, <laughs> dude. Right? I'm like, what? it's like you know, I, I guess it's like a challenge. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, <laughs> but it's called, and I'll link to it in case anyone wants to join or look over it. It is called. Damn, I just had it on here. Uh, it's called Eight. Okay, eight beautiful Rails apps in thirty days is the name of the uh, of the course. And just to yeah, just to name a few of the uh, of the apps that he goes over. Well, actually, you know what? And this is why I was like, wait a minute, this I, I need to take this because it sounds too crazy. Uh, so he's pretty much going over on how to, and I'm pretty sure it's like. The basics or maybe like the building blocks of it i mean i cannot imagine doing this in 30 days because he's going over for example building a mock-up of a task rabbit of a tumblr um uh, google docs mm-hmm. uh, let me see uh, instagram so i'm those are just like i don't know imdb Evernote. so these are pretty much all the eight apps that he says I'm going to be done in 30 days. So that's why I was like, well, this is ballsy and crazy and, you know, big props to him. I want to take it just to see what is going on here. Uh, I am pretty sure it's, I mean, I can't say anything. I, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure it's like, maybe it's like the basics or like the building blocks and, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, but yeah, I'm excited about that. So I'm definitely going to take it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. What do you have uh, on your list? So um, one of the things that I'm working on right now, I've actually been working on this for a little while. Um, I'm learning how to implement responsive images. 
Um, so I've been really interested in front end performance, uh, a lot recently. And, um, the, there has been a really big push in the last, uh, few years for responsive images in just using HTML and CSS, um, you know, using web standards. Uh, so I've been really excited about this because this is, this is a way that you can, uh, download smaller image assets or appropriately sized image assets, depending on the uh, width of the screen. Um, and so the responsive images standard um, has a few aspects to it, but the one that I'm most interested in is source set. That's S-R-C-S-E-T, source set. Um, and the way that this works is you can specify a number of different image sizes, and it's up to the browser, the client, to uh, figure out which one to download or which one to choose. Um, so I'm already using this on my personal site. Um, I'm trying to, the markup is really heavy. There's a lot of, uh, HTML that has to be written to do this right. Um, really the only way to do it is to sort of automate it and to generate that markup. Um, so I'm learning how to do that with Jekyll and I'm trying to figure out really good ways of managing that complexity. Um, but it's a really exciting thing because if you, if, if you want to serve the right, uh, the right image asset to the right client um, is definitely the way to go right now. Um, and browser support is really good right now. Um, it's getting to the point where most modern browsers support source set. Um, so you can use it today. It's, uh, it's a really great, um, it's a really great uh, standard to use. And um, it's an interesting problem to solve because the challenge is to figure out how can I do this in a way that is responsible in a way that I can maintain um, and that's that's the problem that I'm looking into solving right now with Jekyll. And, and it's, you said it's a source set, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah and there's um, there are th- some really great resources which I'll send you um, cool. th- uh, by Jason Grigsby, who works at Cloud4, um, a web development company, and Eric Portis. Um, so both these guys have written really um, amazing sort of guides and explanations about why responsive images are important and how to implement them. So if you're thinking, I want to get started with source editor, I want to learn why this is uh, important. Um, you can read what they have to say about it. It's, uh, it's really, uh, you know, they've, they've written some really good introductory resources on the topic. And what, like <clears throat> when, um, like, for example, do you, like so, for example, I use um, I use Bootstrap a lot right? as, a, right. as a framework for uh, for, for front end stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know it, it has the, the framework, their their grids uh, system and whatnot. Um, I keep hearing a lot about um, is it a shoot is it the C- CSS grids not grids but there's a Blackbox maybe. Flexbox. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Flexbox. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about Flexbox. Uh, yeah. So I use, yeah, uh, tell me a little more. Yep. Sure. So I, I use Flexbox on my website. Um, I mean, Flexbox is a relatively recent standard uh, that is just starting to be become widely implemented. So you can't use it with older browsers reliably unless you're willing to implement fallbacks or, or polyfills. But as far as like one of the elements that's the future is, is one of these elements that are one of these standards that is the future of how 
CSS layout could, can work. So you're not going to see it in too many frameworks yet um, and too many sort of uh, uh, boilerplate uh, sort of things, but you can experiment with it today and use it on production sites um, as long as you uh, as long as you don't use it for, for anything that is absolutely essential or as long as you have fallbacks in place. Um, so what flux, the way Flexbox works, it's basically like a constraint sort of system for um, laying out elements. Uh, right now, the, some of the biggest use cases for it are using it for micro layout. Um, so things like, let's say that you have a few navigation items and you want to align them in, in, in a certain way. Um, you can use Flexbox uh, for that case. Um, there are also some problems that have been really difficult in CSS for a while, things like vertical centering. Uh, Flexbox takes care of that pretty easily. Um, big problem in CSS, not a big problem with Flexbox now. Um, and you can also use it for things like uh, three column, they call it the holy grail layout, where you have you know, a left, left column and a center column and a right column all, all working together smoothly. Um, or you know, if you want to have columns that are the same height, um, Flexbox is really good for that. So um, I'm pretty excited about Flexbox. I don't know. I think it might actually be in Bootstrap Four when that, whenever that comes out. Um, okay. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I think. I mean, it's, it's one of these things that is starting to become pretty widely used on the web. Um, I can link you to some uh, really great resources. Actually, Chris Coyer of CSS Tricks wrote um, a really great foundational piece on how, how to use. Flexbox today. Nice. Okay, so he also wrote a piece on that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's something I've been hearing like a lot about. You know, it just it keeps coming up. I'm like, oh, let me. You know, I, I always like, oh, let me let me check this out. I never got around to checking it out. Yeah. yeah. But, well, uh, there's also. Yeah. Um, there's also CSS Grid, uh, which is not yet ready, unfortunately. I think the browser support for that is is poor at the moment. But that's another pretty exciting uh, thing that's coming down the pipeline in the next couple of years for sure. Nice. Do you like? Do you? Um, is there a framework that, that, that you? That's like your go-to framework. Do you like um, to, or do you like to just uh, always build from scratch? Um, so that's that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, I. I'm currently not using any frameworks or grid systems uh, for my okay. projects. Although I did use a grid system that was, um, you know, for one of my recent projects, I just, just to sort of try it out. And it, it was definitely a good experience for me because, you know, I, I do tend, like I had this tendency to uh, write my own CSS uh, from scratch, which right. can be, can be a good experience, can be a liberating experience, but it, you, you, there is the risk that you'll reinvent the wheel and that you'll have to sort of uh, solve a lot of problems that you don't really need to solve that someone else has already sort of done better. Um, so I'm trying to figure out the right balance between those things. Um, I don't know. I mean, I... Um, yeah, I think that's I, like a, a pretty... I think that's like a good... Uh, I think that's awesome, actually. Um, I, like you said, like to have a balance of um you know you build from scratch mm-hmm. but you also uh but you also um uh, you know like to you also like to use a framework or not afraid of using a framework yep. or, or diving into a framework because yeah I, I definitely definitely get it i, I sometimes have to like also because it's important right i mean you, you I sometimes I also have to like, all right, let me step away from this framework. Like 
cool. I have the framework. I'm going to continue working on it. I'm going to continue because even with frameworks, it's like you have to get better at it. Like there's there's still a lot of things with frameworks. Right. You know, it's like yeah, it's not not necessarily easy just because you have a framework, but right, exactly, exactly. But I do find like you know, obviously, it's like you you have to have like you know, it's you have to have like your hand in in both. uh, I guess like you know, in both. both pots or whatnot, or like you know, both both areas, uh, just because it's like, well, you can't just so, if you only solely rely on frameworks, it's like you're missing out on on learning so much more um, of how how you know from scratch how it's built. What what does this mean exactly? Uh, which I personally, I'm sure you feel like this too. It's like you know, learning from scratch and then working on 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 a, some sort of framework. It, like it helps you because you're like, oh yeah, I I get that. I, right. I remember that. I remember spending twelve hours trying to figure that out. <laughs> Just like oh, yeah, I remember yeah. his name. So, um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've I've mixed feelings about grid systems. I feel like they can be really really useful for solving certain problems, but um, overly specified grid systems can can be a real constraint for creativity. And you know, I I think sometimes. Um, I do like to follow conventions. I like to have uh, systems available for me that that are reusable and that um, you know that that have a a sort of structured uh, approach to a problem. But at the same time, you know, if we're talking about a grid system, um, I think often it's it's good to be able to step outside of that and to um, you know to be able to break a grid for for a certain element. Um, I, I feel like that's that having that kind of flexibility available for you, whether you're using a framework or not, um, I think is, is definitely a good creative, uh, exercise. Um, and it can be useful for, for real production projects as well. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely, absolutely agree. Um, well, this, uh, this actually, Went longer than I thought, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, which is always good. I mean, it's always uh, you know, it's always good to uh, go in with. Uh, I forgot that phrase that they use. It's like uh, uh, you know, to go in with uh, low expectation and come out, sure. you know, with with an awesome like you know. Like, but um, but yeah, so it, this was awesome. It went. Uh, I think we're almost. I think we are an hour in. Uh, which is great. We hit all three topics, which is uh, even better. So what I'm going to do now is actually, Oliver, I'm I'm just going to stop recording, but if you just stay on the line. Yeah, me too. All right, cool. Give me a second.